Welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. Want to welcome you back to the Switch Leader Podcast. I am your host, Vince Parker, and today I have with me Tanner Newman, youth pastor at the Shawnee location of Life Church, and Riley, who I don't know how to say your last name. Help me. Savala. <laughs> Savala. Did I butcher yep. that? Nope, nope. You did great. Okay. Riley Savala with us from our Norman campus. And what's cool about Riley is she actually used to be a Switch student. And now at this time, she's full-time LXP. Yes, and so, yes. so glad to have both of you with us today. You want to start off, Tanner, tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so grew up in uh, central Oklahoma. Uh, went to college in Edmonds and started going to Life Church about seven years ago. Fell in love with it. I'm actually a former Switch student too, Vince. Did you know that? I did know that. Here's the cool thing about Tanner. He says he fell in love with Life Church. He actually, the location he started attending of Life Church was about 50 minutes from his house, correct? Correct. And at that time, he came one week, and then next week he brought a friend. He was bringing so many friends with him that your mom or uncle or someone like that or football coach found the bus and bust in like 25, 30 kids a week from Shawnee, Oklahoma to Edmond, Oklahoma to go Correct. to church. Correct. Okay, one, 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 one a full bus, but we did have a lot of minivans. A I, lot of minivans. I can do just about anything that Need for Speed does, those movies when they do all the crazy car stuff. That's me in a minivan. Like, I don't I'm need you to tell people that you do that in a minivan. Not anymore, <laughs> just formerly. Just formerly. We saw the minivan, so I can't do it anymore. Mature. <laughs> Uh, youth pastor yeah. at Shawnee, so very good. Riley, <laughs> tell us about yourself. So actually, same for me. I have been with Life Church for seven years. So six of those seven were was as a switch student at Broken Arrow, and then um, I did the summer LXP internship program, and then moved on to full time LXP internship at Norman. Dope. So very cool. cool. Boomer very sooner. Very cool. Boomer sooner. Let's go. Let's go. No go pokes in here today? None. No, no. Okay, not let's go. Zero. Boomer sooner. Make it happen. All right. Well, today we're talking about something that you oftentimes may hear Pastor Craig talk about is that 12 inches between your head and your heart. You know, like a lot of people know about Jesus or know about God or even been to church, but it's that relationship, like right. knowing, truing with, with your heart. Because you can know a lot about someone. And so, uh, Tanner, I know this is a subject that you're passionate about. Can you go ahead and just kind of tell us why you would say you want to talk about today about religion over relationship? For sure. Um, so I grew up in church fence. My dad and mom were both pastors growing up. And so I don't ever remember not being at church. Um, but one thing that was very clear from an early on stage is I really, um, I really appreciated people's approval so much so that I would do like anything I can to, uh, could to, to, to earn people's approval. And really that affected my relationship um, with God in a really big way, in a way that was really unhealthy. Um, and, and so I'm so passionate about it because I was literally 21 years old before I read um, Ephesians 2.10, and it actually went from something on the paper to something that I believed, um, verses 8 through 10. And it talked about how um, we're not saved by what we do, but we're saved by the fact that God loves us for who we are. And so, um, like, I really feel like I'm called to really help students understand that that's true for them too in a big way that they don't have to earn their way to God but that they're loved just where they are right where they're at um, in completion they don't have to earn their way to God 
I mean, that's huge. I, I, I love that because you're correct. And Ephesians 2.10 is one of my favorite uh, scriptures in the Bible. So, uh, man, I, I just love it. Riley, for you, uh, what makes you passionate about this topic? Yeah, so um, I actually grew up in a home that wasn't super focused on religion or Christianity or what that looks like. Uh, we all believed in God, but it wasn't really a standard or um, a moral of the house to go to church all of the time. So um, it was actually the relationship that brought me to switch. So friends inviting me and then a switch leader reaching out to me, building a relationship my very first night. That was the reason why I came back and obviously changed my life because I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for that. And I think that's huge. What you said is that that relationship is what brought you back. Yeah. And I think if it's all about checks and boxes that sometimes we'll miss out. And so what are some ways, Tanner, that you've seen uh, leaders lead in a way that seems to put religion over the relationship? Um, so just like I'm not a biblical scholar, a lot of our students walking into Switch a lot of times don't know anything about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And um, for a lot of students the first time, it can be really scary. One in your church, and it's another step to maybe pray or maybe talk about Jesus. Um, and it's not always about getting the facts right all the time. The facts are important, but what's most important is that students are aware that you're loved and this is a safe place. And so I've seen um, where leaders can sometimes jump to correct students on maybe uh, where they weren't particularly right, maybe about all the details. But the biggest detail is the fact that that student's right there in front of you and yeah, that they're excited about what God is doing in their life and they're back here and they're they're anticipating that God does want to do something in our life so that's one way that I've seen uh, where it can go wrong so it sounds like you're saying it's more like being a guide versus being a, a classroom teacher completely mm. completely and I think those are those are two completely different things in life but sometimes they get, they get intertwined where it's like hey no two plus two is four yeah and you're gonna say it's four it doesn't matter how you feel where I believe God allows us to wrestle with things. Right. And we all have all in our relationship with, with God or even if we have a really close friend or you're married, you know what it's like to wrestle with someone, but no one would ever go to their spouse and be like, no, you're right, listen to me. Well, some do, but that's not a very good it doesn't uh, work. marriage is yeah, what I would no. say. <laughs> so Riley, having a very fresh perspective, I mean, it was just a, a little go that you were a switch student. Tell us about that relationship piece and how it made a big difference. We heard you talk about that earlier. Yeah, I mean, I think before you can um, lead people with your words, you're always leading them with the actions and the connections. Um, in the lobby or in those first few moments of interaction with students, that's where you're really going to grab them um, is that relationship and how you act towards them. Just even the simple question of asking, like, how was your day? That's not screaming, oh, Jesus in it, but it shows us that shows us that they care. It shows us that they're they're ready to listen. So more about showing the love of Christ, necessarily quoting scripture at them. Not, not that there's anything wrong with knowing scripture. I think we should also know scripture and, and yeah. read our word. But it's like getting a chance to know someone and kind of meeting them where they're at in their context of their situation. Tanner, what are some other things that a leader can do to make sure they're putting a the relationship first. Right, so one of my favorite quotes in the world is that people will often forget the things that you do. Uh, they'll forget the things that you say, but they'll never forget the way that you made them feel. Mm -hmm. And so there's Good. so many different things that I've seen leaders do really well um, that went a step beyond um, really what you would say they had to do and where they really took a step to be the hands and feet of Jesus in a way that wasn't extraordinary. It was actually really simple. So a, a very simple example 
example of this is something that actually happened at our campus not too long ago. Um, we have a student that um, is, he's so amazing, he has so much potential, um, but he's been through a lot in his life and he's um, battled with that and he's been very honest about the things that he's been through in his life. Um, and unfortunately, um, his family isn't the healthiest and his dad actually tried to take his own life a couple a couple days back. Oh, and uh, it was a really, really, really difficult conversation to have with, with this student. Um, but what I saw his leader do, who's led him since he was in sixth grade, now he's going into 10th grade, is before I ever reached out to this student, his switch leader was already at his house with another switch leader, picking him up, taking him out for ice cream, wow. and then said, hey, I know you're going to see your dad tomorrow. I want you to call me before you walk in the door and right after you call, walk in the door. And it's like that simple thing, like it doesn't, it didn't cost any money. It cost a little bit of time, but it was a heart that cared. And I know that that's going to make an impact on that student. That's it. Just being there. Right. Right. Just, just being there, just taking the time to say, you know what, I, I, I care for you. It's not about checking boxes, but hey, I just love you and I love that that's huge. I think that's, that's what Jesus does for us each and every single day. He's just, he's there for us no matter what our situation, right. through our ups and downs. Uh, God is that one constant in our life. And I believe that we can do that for others. I mean, you often hear people say all the time, do for one or do for a few what you could wish you could do uh, for many. Right. Uh, what are some other things that you guys can think of that as switch leaders that they can do to help in students, whether it be a small group or maybe they're on the switch host team or switch mm -hmm. ops, where just some things that as a switch leader, people can do to help better engage the relationship aspect with students. Yeah. Riley, I think that you just being on a switch can answer this because like that just happened to you. So what were some like memorable things you would say? Yeah. Um, some big things that really impacted me um, with relationships is even some simple things like high-fiving students, even if you don't even know them. Um, that's an instant connection that we just as humans, we respond well to. And that is the perfect opportunity to ask the question like how is your day like I said those, those simple questions of what school do you go to what do you like to do and then even the follow-up of like switch leaders going to different things that you've already discussed were important to you like basketball games or um, whatever that looks like wearing that switch shirt um, just really being like I am here for you I knew this was important for you and so I'm here for you today yep. that's the biggest thing that I felt like my switch leaders did for me was just show up randomly to the things that mm. meant the most to me yeah remember names birthdays names, just events yes. even things that are going on like at home or whether it's good or bad just the fact that like I'm aware that you're here to support me yeah. um, and, and you're in my corner and that's the biggest thing that I think that the students want to feel is like are you in my corner are you in support of me no matter what happens like are mm. you going to have my back that's what I say is huge yeah so it sounds like you guys are saying getting to know people and accepting them for who they are mm. exactly meeting them where they're at not expecting them to be um, somewhere else but we get to push them there but yeah. we have to first start by meeting them where they're at right so even if they don't have the same similar growing up as you, the same belief system as you, or mm -hmm. they hang out the same school district or whatever it may be, just kind of the accepting them for the context of life that they exist and they live in. Now you talked about names, dates, birthdays, uh, basketball game. That could, I mean, that seems like a lot. I mean, I could have five kids in my group. I could have 10 kids in my group. Uh, 
is it okay to write that stuff down? Like, am I, is that, is that okay? <laughs> Please do. Yes. Please do. I have a, uh, I have a note on my phone that for the past like year, um, every person that I've met, new person, it's like their name, where they're from and one fun fact about them. And really that's like helped me remember names and people mm. so well, so simple, but it makes a huge difference. So whether you use your phone or a moleskin or some kind of whatever you may want to use, tablet like Moses I don't know if you're pretty good at etching in stone uh, just it's okay to use some kind of system to help you remember information about people and I think even if they see you looking at it I think that's okay because they'll be like man thank you for like putting in effort yeah yeah to get to know me because everyone's not a great test taker and everyone's not a good name memorizer I know no. I'm not a great Mm-mm. name memorizer no I mean I had a problem memorizing Riley's last name yeah clearly I, I, I thought I had it. do you still I remember it I thought I had yeah, don't, try it again. don't do it. Raleigh Savalva? Savalva. I'm not a Volvo, not a Who's car. Who's Savalva? <laughs> did, did I call you a Volvo? I'm so sorry. I apologize. <laughs> it was I, close. Yeah, see, I laughed and I forgot again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need to write okay. it over like a hundred times. There yeah, you go. he's not writing it down. He's not writing it down. No, but I'm going to put it in my phone so that way <laughs> I can remember. So here's the We've talked about things that leaders can do. What are some things that leaders think they may be doing that seem like, man, they're good, but they're actually harmful? Because mm. actually, there's a lot of times that we can be doing things. And so Hunter was on a podcast a couple episodes back that talked about like getting through the questions. Like it seemed like the idea was to get through the questions. And we know that like that's not the idea of the night is to get through the questions. Are there other things that a leader might think they're doing that seems helpful, right? but it's not helpful? Right. Um, I think that there's one that they can, they can seem helpful, but I think that they can take it a step further. So um, one, I would say, is celebrating your students, um, but celebrating your students even in the little tiny wins. Um, if you have a student that's coming to your, your uh, small group and maybe they have a problem with, with cussing or maybe they have a problem with with, I mean, you name it, um, but you're seeing them make progress in that. Um, a way for you to positively reinforce your students, not only just to come back to uh, your switch group, but really to know that you care about them, is to encourage them along the way in that. If they think, if you even think it's the smallest win, celebrate it like it's the biggest win, so that they know that you care about them and about their effort that they're putting into becoming more like Jesus. I'd say that's a huge one, Vince. I've seen that play out time and time again, from the biggest thing to the smallest thing, it makes a huge difference. That's big. That's big. I like that. Celebrating the, the small wins. Mm-hmm. That's good. Riley, anything that you can think of that we can help switch leaders out? Yeah. Um, I would say another big thing would just be to never undervalue the importance of just saying that you miss a switch student if they're mm-hmm. gone. That's good. Um, just reaching out and being like, hey, we missed you. And with no agenda of like, oh, I'm try- just trying to get you back. But because we have that relationship with them, we genuinely miss them right, on right. Wednesday and um, we want to see them back. And even if it was because they were gone for a sports game, then that gives us the opportunity to connect with them in that way yeah. through text, be like, wow, awesome. I can't wait to hear all about it next Wednesday. And that relationship, that's what brings students back. It's huge. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. So you're saying it's okay to, as my go-to is, to talk about Fortnite. It's okay to talk about the latest Drake album <laughs> as you're getting to know a student. It's okay to talk about how the Oklahoma City Thunder traded away everyone. You everyone, okay, Tanner? Everyone. You okay? I am currently struggling, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's okay to talk about those things. And, and that all seems fun and great. But is there a point in time in which you can have too much fun or be – 
too relationally focused in the group if that sounds like a yeah, correct term? I think I think I think it's really important to key in on that because ultimately we're all trying to go somewhere and you have to go somewhere on purpose. So you have to ask yourself the question as a leader where do my students, where do I want to take them? Where, where mm. do I want to okay. lead them to? Um, and ultimately, like, we do want our students to have a fun time at Switch. Um, but the main goal is that they're becoming more like Jesus. And so mm. sometimes we can be so wrapped up in maybe trying to please our students. Or honestly, sometimes when me and you are passionate about Thunder, like, we can talk about Thunder for a long time. Right. But at some point, we have to set down a boundary. And we have to go, okay, maybe first five minutes is relational. Maybe first seven. I don't know what it is. But at some point, we are ultimately here to talk about Jesus mm, and how to good. become more like him. Um, and so I, I do think that there's a, there's a fine line there. So for every leader, that's going to be different for their group. That's not going to look the no. same depending on where their students, if their students are brand new to church and never been before. Yeah, they need to get to know them better. So this yeah. is a more relational time. Right. But if your students have been coming for a while, there, there's got to be a coming time in which you're like, hey, tonight we're not talking about NBA free agency or the Women's World Cup, go USA, two in a row. Ooh. But we're literally talking <laughs> about, you know, what does your next step look like? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So I've heard this said this before. My friend Terry Parkman says this community without accountability is anarchy. And it sounds like that's what you're describing. It's like, it just can't be the wild, wild west of whatever you want to do. But we have a mission. It's to lead students to become fully devoted followers of Christ. And each and every switch leader pays a part in that. And so from the bottom of my heart, I say thank you for that. And to Tanner and Riley, I want to say thank you both for being here today. I appreciate it. Anything you guys want to add before we get out of here today? Uh, I'll say one thing. Leaders, never underestimate your influence in a student's life. Mm. Never underestimate how big of a part you play. Ultimately, I hope that for every Switch student who walks in Switch can turn back and say, that place played a significant part in my life. And you being there makes that difference. Man, I got nothing else to say after that. Thank Mm -hmm. y'all for joining us in the Switch Leader (laughs) Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow.